Lee, lost and running, moved up to take the lead. Marzu's fighting on together with Apache Chase. Back on the inside, Mars Crusaders flying late. It's lost and running from Marzu. Lost and running, Marzu, lost and running. Lost and running's won the Premier. Hello everyone and welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly. Thanks for joining us to all those who got the clocks right as we head into daylight savings time yesterday at Royal Ramwick, a dead heat in the Epsom. Not historic, it's happened twice before. Uh, but in modern times, the longest delay for a photo to be decided, and it was a dead heat in the end. And the Everest contest, the contest that will be in two weeks, is alive and well. Ron Duffersey and Corey Brown were with me at Randwick yesterday. Is it ever? Uh, two slots to go. Um, some very competitive racing, mm. wasn't there? It was a terrific day's racing. It was exciting. Great. And um, crowd was good, considering we had an overcast day. And, well, the two big boys... Bowman and McDonald, six winners, lazy six winners between yeah. them. Something to share, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a competition, isn't there? It's yeah. there? They're urging each other on. Yeah, it is. It's good when the jockeys are bouncing off one another like that. Even young Reggie Bayless, mm. he knows when to yep. you know, amp it up. So yep. they're all going good. We've never seen a delay like that, not in modern times. No, I'd suggest those uh, two dead heats in previous centuries were... I don't even know if that was a photo finish no. around in those days. No. They guessed. They, <laughs> they guessed. They got it right. Oh, the, the Twitter world goes berserk when there's a, a dead heat. Oh, that should have won. That one, they, they show yeah. this thing and they, they stretch it out and, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> no, there's a margin for the inside. Or oh, they yeah. don't have the pixels like they got it. You think they're going to make a mistake in an Epsom? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, th it's great theatre. It sure is. Now, we're gonna, we'll show you the, um, the photo after we have a look at the race first of all and then we'll get to this long list of posts race interviews that went for four days. Uh, here we are, picking them up around the home turn, and Ellsberg and Top Rank were together around the home turn. Yeah, they were, and there was just no betting in the wide, wide world when this big grey just ambled and loped up to him. And, oh, look at him go. He's a beautiful horse. He's going to just race away with this, but he showed good fight. I, look, I think Gerald may have thought, and Sterling may have thought, um, yeah, well, well, they're going to go to the 1800, so it was a last-minute decision to run him here, and boy, was it a good decision. You've got, got two stallions there yeah. fighting out the finish. I tell you what, that top rank, it, it, I know he's second up. Yep. Next time around, he's yep. going to be better again. Oh, better again for sure. He, you could just tell he just peaked on his run, probably about 50 to go, maybe 100 to go, but he still managed to stick on well. But just the improvement that he's got to come. Um, not sure if Elberg, Ellsberg has got that improvement. He's a big, solid tough horse um, but it was just it was quite fitting wasn't it that they dead heated in the end well after the delay it yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> an anxious wait for, for Sterling yeah. and Gerald but um there was a moment in the stewards room um, the Bowman and, and, and we might just roll that again that last bit of head on where where Hinge gets squeezed out yeah. and they asked both Abdullah and Bowman could you have done enough to just Come keep back. apart and Bowman's quip to the stewards was I wished I'd had a look at the photo before correct weight. I might have had a... The video. A yeah, ground. because he's saying because that Abdullah came out more than him. Indirect interference. Yeah. You're only feeding them more the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't have a happened. A longer delay. Well, the, the bloke who, who laughed most in the stewards room or smiled the most was Abdullah, <laughs> listening to what Bowman had to say. Let's uh, have a look at the photo. Here it is. You decide. Oh... Hey? Oh, inside one for sure. <laughs> now, of course, the grey nose makes it yeah, a little hard. bit more difficult. Yeah. But there's no, there's no margin there. It's only here. ten minutes more difficult. That's, 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 <laughs> that's right. There's no margin there. No, no. That is a dead heat. No. Uh, now, while we were waiting for this photo to be decided, and it's not like the old days where they used to have developed prints, and they'd call for the developed print. The and then the PA had come over, Darren Flindor would come over. The judges called for a second developed print That's or a right. third developed print or a fourth developed print. They couldn't separate them. They've got a computer screen and they can enlarge it. So after the race, no one, no one knows who's won. Uh, if anything, 
on track, there was a leaning towards the inside. They felt that Ellsberg can't lose the race. He might share it, but he won't lose the photo. So Bowman and Avdala come back and they're out there for what seemed an eternity. Annabelle Neesham couldn't wait. She walked oh. down into the course I to talk to Huey. I thought she was going to do a Gary Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, Gerald Ryan, he's won 24 Group 1s in his own right, but that man there, Sterling Alexio, seeing the back first. of his head, he's waiting for his first. Mm. He now, doesn't know if he's won his first Group 1 Now it's or getting not. frustrating. Now it's getting yeah. frustrating. So, what's going on here? Sterling and Annabelle <laughs> go over and have a chat. Still no number. And by this stage, everyone is expecting a dead heat to be yeah, posted. Yeah. If we can just show the finish of the race that we showed that a minute ago, what was Birmingham, he was, what was he trying to do there? He seemed to... Was, he, he, I think it was because the bump, I think, he was, a, I think he was also trying to steer it back out, um, okay. just, just to pull it off, but he was, he was throwing everything at it, I know that. Still no result here, punters, <laughs> by the way. Uh, we're still waiting for this photo to come down. Round and round they walked. These people want to bet in the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Still no result. And we're talking and we're talking and we're just waiting for this number to go up and eventually Darren Flindell turns on the PA and says, ladies and gentlemen, it's a dead heat. Yeah. And a roar went up from the crowd. Everyone's happy. Yeah. But we still haven't got to that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so this is exactly how it was yesterday. Gerald... Yeah. <laughs> um, just, there we go. It's a deadly. Everyone's happy. <laughs> Congratulations, Annabelle. Congratulations, Sterling and Gerald and Huey and Brent. Now they're deciding who walks in yeah. first. That yeah. took another five minutes. <laughs> first in, first serve. So what looked at, at the start of the week as what was going to be a disappointing Epsom with just 12 acceptors and 10 runners has turned out to be one of the most memorable Epsoms in a long time. Yeah. Ah, it was a terrific race. Like I said, it was a, a real contest. There was looking two or three winners down the straight and to get the result that we did, I think, uh, is a real talking point. Yeah, I love race days like that when there's, you know, three and four of them crossing the line. Like yeah. Real competitive races. Well, they all get a run for their money, don't they? It was most of the day too, because yeah. not long after that, when the Metropolitan finished, yep. we thought, here we go again, there's another, there could be another well, dead heat here. Nearly a three-way dead heat. <laughs> Well, uh, this man who we're going to see first, Sterling Alexio, he's been, um, he's been involved with Group 1 wins with uh, Gerald Ryan, but this was the first time in partnership with Gerald. His name's in the book and he's got a Group 1. We're going to hear from him, Gerald Ryan, Annabelle Neesham, and, of course, Brenton Avdullah and Huey Bowman. Uh, I got a little bit excited down in the trainer's room. I thought we hit the front, but um, I'm happy to settle for a day date. That is the longest wait of all time, isn't it? It is. Um... Me and Annabelle having a nice little chat there waiting, but um, no, really happy for the owners and really happy for the horse. What were you saying out there to Annabelle? No, we're just having a general chat, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'd just like to thank Stable and Gerald and my partner Rachel and my family, um, you know, momentous day for myself and my family. You've been part of Group 1 wins with the Stable, but your name's in the book now. And that must give you great pride. That is, um, you know, obviously being part of a stable, it's, um, you know, it, it's a team effort. But to have my name up there uh, now, you know, um, just personally a lot of satisfaction. A career highlight for sure? Oh, so far, most definitely. And you don't mind sharing it? No, no, I, I can deal with that. Yeah, I won an Epson with, um, with Corey riding it. Um, it was a long time ago, Corey, but... Uh, uh, and to share, no, if you had to share it with anyone, it'd be better than Annabelle because, you know, we've been pretty close over the last five years from yeah. when she used to stay with us and that with Karen's horses. So, um, no, it was good. But she's won a few more in the last couple of years than what I've won, so. Well, and Sterling's been waiting patiently. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting, no. We thought we had one be might have one before this, but it doesn't matter if it's a start, but the start of a, a few more means a, a lot to your stable to have Sterling involved now. I mean, he's been there for the ride for a long time, but he's in the book. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's been there with us 10 years now, and um, uh, it's just grew, grew from that. He's got a good uh, association with the owners, um, probably more up with the modern technology than what I am, and um, so we we got our jobs, we know what we do, we discuss a lot of things, we plan our races, and um, yeah, it's working out okay. I stood with Sterling there on the track and he said, I hope I don't have to share my first group one with and I said, I hope you do. Um, no, terrific ride from Huey and um, just very exciting, obviously, to do a great, 
um, ownership group as well, Australian Bloodstock, and we've got our own great clients in, in the horse um, daggers and Barry and Steve Pellegrino, who's here on course today. So, um, yeah, just very special. Obviously, the Epsom, um, you yeah. know, time-honoured uh, group one. So, um, yeah, unbelievable. Well, you've got six in the bag now. You remember how Sterling would have been feeling when you won your first? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, it was, you know, great for them as well. So, um, yeah, very happy. Uh, I, I thought he got the bob. You know, I felt like it was a bob of the head margin and I felt like I, you know, after the post I thought I still had a margin on him but on the line I was, I wasn't so confident. But there was a fair bit going on. Here we go. Well done, Brenton. What were your thoughts on the line? Uh, halfway up I thought Huey was home and the closer we got to the line I, thought, I knew I was coming strong and I thought on the post I got him but... Um, yeah, racing's a funny thing, like, when I would have come back, I would have been shattered if my number didn't come up, and then the longer we were here, we both said to each other, I just hope for a dead heat, you know, it's a group one race, um, I only picked the right up on Wednesday, you know, he wasn't going to run, so uh, we got him last minute, he, I didn't think he was welling with the weight, but he's still able to snare it at group one, so it's amazing. Your bloke's an old war horse, he was third up, he was right at his peak, and, you know, we're told, Huey's yours was second up, and probably just told that last hundred. I think it did, but we've got heavy track here, testing conditions for all horses, make no excuses and it was a solidly run event which I really wasn't predicting with the smaller Epsom field this year but I thought that that played in my horse's favour. Uh, I, I followed Brenton in the run, came out when I was ready and look Annabelle's just done an amazing job with him to bring him back from a from a slight injury in the Chipping Norton earlier in the year to bring him back to win at this level is uh, a great a great training performance but it's no surprise because we know how good he is. Karen McAvoy hinged. Great run by yeah, she's brave. Um, gave a good kick and fought hard. The other horse is just, just with that little bit stronger than the last fella. James McDonald, Ice Bar. She, she ran well as well as always. So just the um, top rank left her flat footed and she just didn't make up the ground. I was, I was happy with the performance but disappointed in the performance. Regan Bayless, Nimalee. Yeah, gallon effort from her. Um, she just lacked the like the turn of foot um, of a few of those over the top of there that had softer runs, but she's got more in store for her this spring. Tommy Berry, fangirl. Yeah, obviously wet track was a big concern going into it and it played a big part today. Jason Collett, Kiku. Uh, the mile at that tempo was just too testing for her. Rachel King, crosstalk. Uh, he just raced very hard with himself um, early and didn't finish off. Jay Ford, War Tunnel. Yeah, had a good run. He tried hard, but um, found a few better on the day. Kathy O'Hara, Papali. She just got really bogged down in that track this afternoon. She hated it. OK, so for the record, Gerald Ryan, his 25th career Group 1, and Sterling, his first. Brenton Abdullah moves to 13 career Group 1s. Annabelle Neesham has quickly gone to six. Mm. And Bowman, 103. 103, yeah. 103. And he's, he's edging closer to his 100th Australian Ah, that's one because that includes overseas as well. Okay, that was the. I'd love to. I'd love to um, compare. Like I know it's hard because Huey obviously had winks, which took him to you know, mm. what it did. But I'd love to compare J Mac to Huey at the same age. Mm. Yep. Because I, I think McDonald's in front. Oh, I think McDonald. Well, he's well in front. With the way that he's going, J Mac, he'll he'll break all the records. Well, he got his 68th. Uh, group won the yesterday. James McDonald, his 68th, which we'll see later with. <laughs> what age is he? 28. Is he 29 or 30? 29. Yeah, but he's, he's, if he can keep the momentum he's had going for the last four years, he, yeah. he will yeah. break every record. Yeah. 25, by the way, of Bowman's came. Yeah, that's right. 25. Yeah, 25. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, just as far as the Epsom records go, that was Brenton's second Epsom win, Huey's third, uh, Annabelle's first, but Gerald Ryan's second because he won one Kling -a -ling? 100 years ago. Oh. With, a, with a young Corey Brown. Oh. <laughs> it's when I had a full... Head of black hair. And, and, and this is one of your more special days on a racetrack because you won the, on that day, you tell a story, on that uh, day. It's by far, probably, well, not by far, but it's the best day performance-wise that I've ever had. I rode four of the eight, uh, but three at group one level. So you won the Epsom on Klangaling? Uh, spring champion on Nilo and flight on Unearthly. Mm. Three a bad day at the office. It's all right. Hey? Oh, she was unreal. Yeah. Um, right. Let's uh, have a look at a, a market for the invitation. Have we got that? Uh, the, the invitations are being sent out. This race is on October 22, and you'll see that Ice Bath and SB Owner have been given invitations. Snapdance has got the Everest to worry about. Uh, Forbidden Love, Hinge, Nimble. They're all in the market for that uh, October 22, but a, a 
three of those went round in... Uh, four of those on that first page went round in the, uh, the Epsom. Now, let's go to the Premier Stakes. Nature Strip, despite the performance of these three horses, Lost and Running, Marzu and Mask Crusader, Nature Strip stays as a $2.10 favourite. I thought that was surprising. I, uh, I do too. Oh, I thought he would have drifted a bit. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe that because this always is... There's a couple, the, the big three here, really. Um, lost and Running cruises up here and maybe just feels... runs out of a little bit of a condition or maybe it comes back to that wet track factor. Yep. Mazu, well, he's on his game. He's improving. And, well, I, I can't believe he didn't firm. Uh, Mask Crusader. He didn't firm. He maybe, I think he's thirteen dollars or something, or he might have been thirteen to eleven. But I, I think he's he's the forgotten horse in the market. He is the gross overs. Um, I know you're betting against. It's a bet early. It's hard with him because he's not a wet tracker. But he did enough on a heavy track there to suggest that he's going to run boldly. So, for me, what I liked about it in the in the parade, he's got good improvement in him. Looking at him, he's still, Definitely. still, you know, he hasn't tightened right up yet. He's still got a little bit of improvement. I thought his run was terrific. And Marzu, I wonder, is there going to be a gear change? I wonder, does Peter take those pacifiers off? He looked like a beaten horse at the, the 200, like he was going to get beaten a length. And like you said, lost in running, maybe just peaked a little bit. But I, I just love the way Marzu run back through the line. He really picked himself up off the canvas and run to the line great. I don't think you could hide the delight on the trainers' faces. Not just O'Shea for winning the race, but the Snowdens and Michael Hawkes there at the races yesterday. Yep, yeah, uh, no doubt. And look, what about John O'Shea? He's <laughs> pretty delighted. <laughs> he finds it and hard I don't think I don't think Overbast did too much wrong in his own right. He wasn't beaten far. Did Kamantari put his hand up, hand up yesterday? Like, he, he was only a length off, not even a length off them. After this race, I said to Darren Beeman, who do you pick now? And he said with a straight face, why not that horse? Yeah. So I'm assuming he's back, he's in the mix with Paul Ailey and In Secret. I think it's weather watch with him. I think at this level he needs it heavy. Mm. And he proved that yesterday. Um, yeah, it's game on. It is game on. Do they pick Kemantari and say to James Harron, who's the only slot holder left, well, we're picking Kemantari. Would you like Paul Ailey? And try and get two into the race? Maybe. Maybe. Let's get to that market. Can we put that market up and I'll tell you how, uh, what the changes were. No change to Nature Strip, $2.10. Lost and Running, Lost and Running went from $6 to $7. Are they kidding? He drifted a point. Marzu went from 11 to 9. Mm. Mars Crusader went from 15 to 11. To 11. Mm -hmm. Overpass, 15 stayed the same, and there was no change to the others. Can we have the, uh, the slot holders, can we get those up right now, just to see where it all sits, because uh, we've only got, we're only waiting on two now. Uh, Lost and Running for Tab, the Waller Group have Nature Strip, Star and Arrowfield have locked in Marzu, not only for this year, but for next year as well. Yulong went early and they got Eduardo. Max Whitby and Neil Werrett, well, Neil Werrett's a part owner of Mars Crusader. English have gone with Snapdancer. Now, Aquas Farm, I haven't spoken to you, Ronnie, about Joyful Fortune. Yeah, well, it's hard to read. You know, she bolts in, or he bolts in down the straight. He was a horse that was in Hong Kong. You know, he runs some sizzling figures there and was off. Then something happened to him. And he was retired. Yeah, he's retired. And he came over here and Mark put a lot of work into him, getting building back up. And we saw him at that trials, that early trials, where he beat, um, I might have been, he might have beat Mazu or something in the trial. And you're going, what's this horse? Look, mm. it was Eduardo. He Eduardo. Eduardo. Mm. And you thought, what's this horse? And then you see him bob up in Melbourne and put a gap in. Look, mm. he's got X Factor and yeah. he'll appeal to someone. Yeah. yeah. There's no negative him being picked in that field. Let's go back, no. let's go back to that lineup again, um, going through these slot holders. So we get down to Jack and O with Coolmore. That was a pretty easy decision in the end. James Kennedy who's uh, purchased the slot last year and this year off GPI, overpasses their pick. Now, Bonho, who loses Classic Legend, Shades of Rose is coming out of a paddock mm. to run for Bonho. And by all reports, she's freshened up nicely. Just having that, and she did, she desperately needed the paddock looking for her run in the Golden Pennant, but she's freshened up nicely, so why not? 
Yep, she's got residual fitness. I think she'll trial this week. Um, maybe with Joyful. Uh, legend there or fortune. There's going to be a lot trialling in this next yeah. uh, week. Now, have we only got, I think the, the next page is only Godolphin and um, James Harron. So, Godolphin have in secret Paul Ailey, Kemantari. James Harron is the last man standing. Mm. Now, they got Golden Mile as well. Oh, Golden Mile, yeah. yeah. If, if, but there, has there been talk about him? As no, they... None at all. No. Um, yeah, when do you got to have it? When do you have to pick your horse? I think it's Tuesday morning prior to the barrier draw. Okay. Well, I think we won't be getting much before then mm. because of the weather forecast. Yep. That's well, they can sit and wait now, can't they? Yes. Well, they're, they're not going to lose a horse. No. They've got two of their, they're they're all, got their own. Mm. They're all um, in work. Yeah. They're, they're, all going, in work. they're going to some yeah. other race if they don't go to and the Everest. James can just. Get all his men. They can get some butcher's paper. And oh, yeah, the crayons <laughs> and the crayons. butcher's paper will be out. Yep. And like we do for the you know, yep. pre-show here. Think there'll be <laughs> a big voting panel there. Yep. Um, the blues galore. Let's let's hear from John O'Shea. He was very happy. He had a dig at you. I don't know why you, why you upset him. I'll get back oh, to that right. in a moment. Um, Huey Bowman, all the beaten jockeys. And we're also going to hear from uh, Michael Hawkes after the run of Mass Crusader. Hugh just took all the luck out of it. Well, we just give him a lovely sweet ride in transit. He got no sort of cart into the race, so he's had to make a really long run on testing ground. And he's probably on empty with 100 to go, but you know, Hugh just cuddled him and got the job done. It's going so much better than last year, isn't it? It's, it's looking so much better. Well, it wouldn't be hard to be going any better last year. You still ran fourth, though. Yeah, I know, but we were sort of out of oblivion off the canvas, Greg, you know, so... Um, Ah, uh, look, it's just bloody exciting to have a horse in a race like an Everest. It's a chance, you know. And from the word go, the plan was one run, premier, two weeks Everest. That's all you wanted to do. Yeah. Well, we just want to give him the best chance to be in the finish. You know, we knew that third up, he's on a really peak. And, uh, yeah, who knows? Uh, that's a very heavy track out there today. Yeah, and I think that's why he sort of, he was testing ground late. Yeah. So, if we got on top of the ground a couple of weeks, you know, probably soon. That'd better. be the best, wouldn't yeah, it? That'd yeah. be the best result for you. I oh, saw so sort of four or five would be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, enjoy the next two weeks. Oh, mate, it'll be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> the tab, the boys will be all excited there. Might be a race for you, Greggy. Might be a race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's hope so, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for Duffy though. Nothing, Nothing for Duffy. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> but cheeky on radio this morning was. Was he? he? Have a couple of bit to say there. Yeah. I will go go with the memory there. Let me. Oh. <laughs> I take it up during the week, John, if you don't mind. <laughs> That'll be good. Well, he's a bit more settled going into the race today, which I've got confidence from riding him work during the week, but uh, that nervous energy that he felt first up wasn't there today. Um, when Rachel dropped in on an overpass, I was happy to follow her, but it just took the momentum out of this horse, and I just had to wait and hold him up. and. You know, I just got sick of waiting, so I pulled him out and put him where he needed to be. But, you know, he quickened up and he, he did everything I knew he'd do. He was feeling the pinch late, no doubt about it. But uh, when he gets an improving track next, fingers crossed for the Everest, uh, he, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Sam Clippard and Marzu. Um, spot on. Just disappointed we didn't win, but really happy with him moving forward. Um, he's improved lovely from that first up run and I would expect him to improve again. Willie Pipe, Master Crusader. Oh, yeah, he went very well. Um, dived through up the inside there. A um, little, bit, little bit of luck come the next one. We'll be looking good. Tim Clark, Kevin Tarry. Yeah, terrific run from me. He just tagged on the back and off them early and cut through between them in the straight and really hit the line well. Jim Bernard, Patchy Chase. That was a huge effort. Um, look, he's, he's not a horse that likes these sort of real deep sort of slogging sort of tracks. and. Um, you know, come to the 300, I thought, oh, he's in with a real big chance. He's, he he gives us a real good dig. Um, it was a bold effort. I, I really thought if it was a five to a six, you know, he'd be, be right there. Rachel King, overpass. Uh, really happy with his run. He just doesn't handle these heavy tracks quite as well, um, but super brave in defeat. Regan Bayless, brutality. Yeah, geez, out of his skin, this horse, um, especially the last furlong. He really motored through the line, so... He's in for his best prep yet. Dylan Gibbard's prime candidate. Yeah, he's an old warrior, but he just found them a bit rich today. Robbie Dolan, Shelby 66. Yeah, he's just going to need a few more runs before he can be competitive in that side of Greg. Well, there's only one race we need to win, Greg, and that's the Everest. And he ran second last year, and everyone probably doesn't, you know, remember that another stride. He's, he's all but in front and taking nothing away from Nature Strip. 
we're breathing down his neck. And today weren't his conditions, were they? No, they weren't. You know, you draw a barrier. Uh, you've got to go back probably three, four lengths worse than what you have to normally. I said to Big Maxie Whitby for the slot, I said, listen, it's up to you, fella. You just need to draw a marble. I said, because we're doing our job and he'll be spot on. But look, both horses went super. Uh, very happy with Mars Crusader and uh, bring on the Everest. And these great sprinters, they do get better with age. Chautauqua did. This bloke looks like he is. Yeah, honestly, it's just been a time. Everyone forgot about him last prep. You know, he, he ran up the straight and albeit, you know, we're humans too, we have off days, horses do too. And people forget that quick, you know, and uh, his first up run was outstanding. Second up today was huge. Third up's going to be even better. All right. Anything of the other horses? We've discussed the Everest horses. Uh, brutality was enormous through the line from, you know, for longer races. Yep, yep. Um, what, what, what did you do to O'Shea? What did you, uh, how did you upset him? He has him? got a long memory. I look, uh, Ali does these little things at the track that they put on social media. You know, they, she goes to the jockeys. Who's, who's the trainer that gives you the biggest spray, you know? And, yep. He come out clearly, clearly, clearly on top. Clearly on top. <laughs> clearly on top. I just reminded him. That's all it was. Oh. He should, if he's got such a good long memory, he should remember the, right. the sprays that he gives these blokes. Right. Uh, have you ever had a? Who's the biggest spray you, you've got off a trainer? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to jump on that list as well. Yeah, right. yeah. As well. Oh. Uh, but look, it's probably it's it was probably bother the head, but. Only because Johnny Hawks used to sit at home and watch the races and he'd simmer down before I got to the track on Tuesday morning. But, right. but yeah. There was a John's buffer. Yeah, there was a buffer. He's <laughs> back in my day. I don't want to go on the old no, go on, go, <laughs> go on. on. Yeah, the old jockey's room in the... Uh, in Roseville, you had the windows and the, we had hey, the ones around. This, yeah. Ronnie's telling a story. Get that off the screen. <laughs> Come back to Ronnie. No. So... The worst was Brian Mayfield-Smith. He, he just terrorised that poor Rodney Harbour. He rode a bad race. We all, used, we, we all used to get up in the window there and stare at him, and he'd be real. And he'd give me a... He's probably given me my biggest bake as well, Brian Mayfield-Smith. Right. But I remember one day, Neil Payne, he rode a horse at Tubby Turner's. <laughs> was, was off the map. And he slaughtered it. And we all got up in the window, and Tubby put his foot, his heel on Neil's... Uh, foot, so he couldn't get away. <laughs> and Neil Payne's pushing him. It's the funniest thing. Funniest. Tony anyway, Turner, Brian Mayfield Smith. But the, the, mod, the modern, the modern day, day, John O'Shea. <laughs> All right, now you can put that race up. Here's uh, Private Eye. Could James Harron pick Private Eye? Why, why not? Why not? He's an Epsom winner. He should have won the Stradbroke. He should have beat Alligator Blood in the Stradbroke, mind you. Yep. And look at his 1,200 metre record. I think he's had five runs at 1,200 for four wins. And he likes he likes the soft going, doesn't he? Well, he's, he's probably better on the dry, that's why he was there. But that's a, that, that's an awesome return. Yeah. Uh, and he had 60 kilos. Uh, and he's a back marker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he loves Ramwick. I, I can really make a real push Case for him. him yeah. Yep, well... If they want a slot. Mm. Yeah, they, they, I think uh, they're... Their initial thinking was, well, go to the Sydney Stakes, the easier option. Hmm. But they might have another think about this. Yeah. Another think about this. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, more group ones. We've got two to go uh, with the flight and the Metro. All right, uh, Zoo Gotcha proves she is the best filly by winning the flight stakes. She'd won two of the, th four uh, two of the three legs leading up to it. Uh, she won the Silver Shadow and then the, uh, the T-Rose, and she caps it all off with the flight. Uh, a class act. A class act. There was a few questioning the T-Rose form. Uh, there were a few questioning whether she'd finish a mile right off on a heavy track. But she just keeps lifting herself off the canvas, this filly, and has done an amazing job. So she's left no doubts that she's the best filly um, by a fair way. She's extreme was good. Um, nearly a great ride by North Star Lass. It was a funny race, the, the way Tim goes out. That, yeah. And he bluffs him out the first 100 metres. Then he, they're terrified slows, to go near him. Slows him down. But I, I love how he sends them from the five and 600. I, it's because he's been in Gay's stable, and I know Gay loves horses ridden like that. Um, but he's mastered it. He, he is to perfection. Like it's, yeah. But that the winner, I, I just love how she's so electric over that going. Mm, yep. She's really, really good on that going. She's um, a turn of foot on a heavy track's super. I was a bit worried about Fireburn. Yeah. The, the whole race, just the action and 
she carrying her head really low. It just it wasn't it wasn't right. Mm. Well, she didn't run to market expectations, that's for sure. But it was a, a there was a couple of funny races yesterday as far as the tempo of each. Mm. It was slow run races. There was races they stacked up. There was fast races, and this was a hard race to read because I think they did went a little bit slower than I th than it looked like, mm. and they've they've brushed home there. But what do you want to say? She's just a, she's just a, a ripping filly. Uh, Zoo Gotcha won three legs of the Princess Series. The other leg was won by North Star Lass. They were all by Zoo Star. Here is what happened after the race. Great day of racing, Super Saturday. Um, the sun's come out at the right time and a good filly's just won a nice race. What can you say about how good she is? Um, well, yeah, that's the thing you don't really know about horses. Where's the ceiling? And if you look after them, they look after you. So I'd say that'll be her last run for the spring. Um, we had a pretty short run up from winter in Queensland, so we don't need to find out where the end is and give her a bit of a break and look forward to the autumn. Yeah, I would have loved to come out a little bit more, but I had no options. So I was just cast there, and she's, she scoots through the ground. She's quite, Whatever you do with her, she does properly, you know. How much upside? Because she <laughs> I think she's got plenty, to be fair, because as you guys have seen, she's got better and better. She was in a dog fight last uh, two weeks ago. She's won like a classy filly today, and she just keeps improving. Tim Khan. North Star Lass. Yeah, she was very brave as she has been all preparation and good good run again today. Brenton Abdallah Fireburn. I was a little bit disappointed with her, Shan. Um, look, 600 out, I was sort of never really in the race. She never travelled as well as she has for me in the past. And, you know, I was, I was out on my feet there at the 150, so whether she just did take the seven day back up. Karen McAvoy, Provitcher. That was a nice run by her. She'll, she'll stay further, no doubt, so out in triple, see her run well. Hugh Bowman, Madam Pomery. I don't think she ran the mile out, but the heavy track didn't help. Rachel King, Renaissance Lady. Um, yeah, super run again. Look, can't wait till she gets up over 2,000 metres and plus. Jason Collett, Wolverine. I don't think she handled the ground, uh, but she's quite, quite strong in the run. Too strong for to, to finish off that. Willie Pike, Byron Bell. Uh, in next preparation for Chad Schofield, whisper to whisker. Yeah, we obviously hoped she'd hit the line better than that. We rode her quietly, but um, she didn't kick. So that was Chris Waller's 138th career Group One victory. James McDonald 68th, and here is Chris Waller and his 139th Group One winner, and Tommy Berry's 36th, and one of his better Group One wins as far as the ride goes, on no compromise. Yeah, he went to plan B when he was going to just split through here and he could, he could just see what was going to happen and without riding into it and checking, he says, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to change course. Had to make a split-second yeah. decision. It was a winning one. Because it he, was. He would have got knocked down. He would, it would have become a jostle and it would have shoved the horse off balance. Um, he didn't rip it off balance, but sometimes when you change direction like that, it can work either way. It can either... Well, here it is here, you know, he's, there's, there is half a run there, but he could see it was going to close, um, especially, you see, you'll see um, Ladon Davy just, just there, he says, no, quick. Yep. And I still think that was the best part of the track he went to, about eight off the fence or seven off the fence, and this was an exciting race, and you know, we could talk about it forever. Was he unlucky to Ladon Le, Davy when he got hampered at the top of the straight? You could say yes, but then you look at the winner... Yep. And you can say, well, what about him? If he would have got beat, you would have said he was unlucky. So but it was one of them races. Young Reese Jones, he was probably a fraction unlucky as well. He was back three wide the whole race. He didn't have a lot of luck. Um, they did go very slow. Mm. And, and I thought Jones did the right thing because mm. he was on the strongest stayer there. And you could see that at the finish because she was still the strongest yep. one at the finish, uh, Realm of Flowers. So I thought he was the one that deserves full marks for going when he did because it was becoming a procession yep. up front for those horses. Durston, I think he's work in progress, but he's a, he looks a dry tracker, doesn't he? Um, yeah, I think a, an exciting race. Stockman was good. All right, here's Chris Waller and Tommy Berry. It suited the horse just to be held up and keep the bit in his mouth, so to speak, and then charge the last part. So it was a great finish, as it was in the Epsom. It's been a good day's racing and it's raining now, but yeah. I think under the circumstances, it's a pretty good track. I know winners do talk like this, but mm -hmm. realistically, it's been a challenge, and the curators and Michael Wood and his team have done a fantastic job. It's amazing the, the, the wave of emotions that go through your body. Coming to the corner, I just felt like the winner, and I was just going through my gears, and then... No, the 200 there when James sort of shifted out in my line, thought it was all over, but full credit to my bloke, he picked himself up well and I think I won his first couple of races when he came over here in Australia and um, 
is just really nice to get back on him. James McDonald, La Donde V. Yeah, good run, very good run. Reese Jones, Realm of Flowers. Realm of Flowers, she was terrific, um, just from the tricky gate. Tried to get a spot, didn't end up eventuating inside runners, kicked up and held her deep, but she was really, really terrific, really, really tough. And I think that was a good stepping stone going forward from a but yeah, fantastic run. Sam Clippard and Stockman. Yeah, look, he hasn't been beaten far. He's run well. I was a little bit disappointed in him though from the 600 when I really needed him. He just didn't quite pick up. So um, disappointing on that aspect. But he's been beaten a length and a half, so he hasn't run too bad. Karen McAvoy, Durston. Great run. Probably the ground went against him a little bit, as did the slow tempo. But he, he ran a good race. Yep. Rachel King, Arapahoe. Um, yeah, look, he ran okay. He probably better on a better track and a better tempo. It was pretty steady. Jason Collett, Mankayan. Yeah, just got left flat-footed when they sprinted. Winona Coston, Grove Ferry. Um, disappointing. He got a little bit keen, three quarters of the way down the back straight and was left without a fighting finish. Okay, here's the uh, the Turnbull Stakes out of Melbourne, a new Caulfield Cup favourite, Smokin' Romans. He's come from no, nowhere. He's a really tough, on-pace runner who just keeps giving, giving, giving. So... Uh, Maximal, well, John's had confidence in him all the way through and that was proven yesterday when he was on a dry track with uh, no excuses. So he was very good running second in the group one there. And well, it's, I don't know, Jewess, uh, jury's out. Profondo, sick of making excuses for yeah. him. Jury's out. Um, young Werther was OK. Lonsies was all right for something easier. So I don't know, how, I don't know about that race. Uh, the 18th Group 1 for Kieran Maher and David Eustace in combination. Let's go to the Hill Stakes now, Group 2, and Cascadian. Beats Numerian and Modophilia, the, the favourite, uh, in third spot, but the, the groundswell of support came for Cascadian, Ronnie. And it was right. Money speaks all languages. He's a mudlark. It was a soft win. The, the, he was just an arrogant McDonald ride. And, um, look, he's been a great stable horse. And... And they get, they get a big result here. Namirian's got his foot on the chill. Oh, she was she was average. Um, you know, I think Jason said you know she mightn't handle very heavy. She has in the past, yeah. so maybe she's got a little bit of fitness to come. But I, I, she left me flat. I thought she'd just go past them on straightening, and and she was very ordinary. I must say. He's got a unique baldy face, uh, Cascadian, but he's not the famous um, baldy face, is he, Ronnie? Paleface Adios was the, the most famous paleface, and his uh, trainer-driver, Colin Pike, died during the week. 90 years of age. What a life he had. What a life he had, and what a champion he drove. Yeah, 108 races he won, Paleface Adios, Ooh. and there weren't uh, more popular horses in either code, nope. uh, galloping or harness First racing. ever bet in a race, 25 cents a place. Paleface. And he fell. As a two-year-old, it was his first run at Harold Park. My grandfather took me down, he'd give me a dollar to have a bet, and I had 25 cents a place. First bet I ever had. And it was a place bet? A place bet. I wouldn't tell that story too what often. What did you do with the other 50 cents? <laughs> I, I, I reinvested. <laughs> uh, back with more after this. Uh, the two-year-olds in the Breeders' Plate and the Gym Crack. Two really dynamic performances for our two-year-old winners yesterday, the first of the season. Let's go to the Colts, first of all, in the Breeders' Plate. Look where Empire of Japan is. Yep, and he got back in his trial and uh, produced very good sectionals late, but he was even better there yesterday. Really, to the eye, he was very, very impressive. So, obviously, we're talking two-year-olds, heavy tracks, and we need to see them, see them do it again in the dry, but... He looked to confirm the big raps, but he did everything right there. If you tell me, Ronnie, uh, over the years, or since I've been riding, I haven't seen two-year-olds only the last two to three years come from behind like that or, you know, like make their way through the field. It's normally up on speed, even in the trials. But to see this horse do this at the trials as well as race day, I... I you you I think, think it's out of the ordinary? It's out of the ordinary. I think it, it is. It is out of the ordinary until we saw race two. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. it might have been again. It might have been just the pattern. They're, they're the two slowest gym cracks and breeders we've had yeah. in 40 years. Mm -hmm. So it might have been just survival of the fittest. Yeah. So I think that we're going to learn more next time with both winners to say if they can come from behind and win on a dry a dry, dry track, track, then you're then you're serious. Yeah. Let's hear from Paul Snowden and James McDonald.
I think the writing was on the walls at the trials the other day. Um, just how relaxed he was and how well he hit the line. So, obviously, when you draw out there on the wing, you, you sort of dictated to a, a wee bit on sort of what happens inside you. But knowing the fact that he goes he goes back and gets a bit of cover and he hit the line as good as what he did the other day, certainly gives us a bit of confidence here today. Smart horse, uh, a colt who takes everything in a stride. He was, I actually jumped him out in, his, in the official jump outs and he, he was a little hot that day. And uh, the Snowdens had a good job to put a lid on him and, and put him to the trials. He ran extremely well at the trials. I was, I was happy. He just wasn't a jump and run two-year-old, which I was pleased about and gave me really good confidence coming here. Uh, Colts ran 60.11. The Phillies ran 60.22. So who was the more impressive? Here's the Philly, Platinum Jubilee. Well, you could argue, even though she ran a tenth slower, that I'd suggest her finishing speed was better. I think her win was much better. <laughs> From the 100 through to the winning post. Catapulted um, out of a gun. Yeah, it was just freakish, really. Like, fourth, fifth. I, I'd love to know what a last furlong was running. I reckon... Her last 600 metres was be up there with the best of the day. Yeah, look at that. Freakish. Yeah, so perfect proposal. Was brave, but just too fresh. She was too fresh, and the pattern early in the day didn't suit her. So I'm being very forgiving for her. Uh, what else do we want to say? Divine Dove Glory was pretty tough there, and Sicilian pulled up two out of five lame. But uh, we're all to talk about the winner, but I still think the second filly, if she executes better, is still pretty <laughs> what smart. A, what about Gay hadn't won the race? Yeah. And she looked like she was going to win it with three different horses oh, at no. the 100. <laughs> she was going to win that three times. She, she would have cheered three times yep. for three different horses. Yep. For sure. It uh, was only a matter of time. It was <laughs> only a matter of time. That's right. She'd won seven breeders' plates, but no gym cracks. So that's uh, been crossed off the list. Now she's got to win a derby. Yep. Only a derby. Only a derby. She'll do um, it. Adrian Bott, his first gym crack winner as well. We brought a, a, a lovely group of fillies here today. We've got some some fantastic owners behind us that supported us going to the sales. We, we bought some well-bred fillies that we thought would be nice, precocious types, and uh, they've been able to land it first up. So it's uh, it's it's an exciting win. Well, you were going to win that race three times with three different fillies, Sicilian. Then perfect proposal fought back. When did you pick up the winner? I only picked her up very late, in fairness. Um, I, I, at the top of the straight, I was I, I was pretty confident with with the other two, and I had a quick glance back to see where the other filly was and she looked to be quite far back and, 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 and struggling a little bit in, in, in the run. So I, I just focused on the front two. And, uh, yeah, she was coming late, and I thought she was going to run in nicely to, 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 to fill the placings, but she was very strong late. She got squeezed out of the barriers, and um, she was back often, but really sort of travelled well through that ground. Um, it's just about, oh, we weren't going good enough at the top of the straight to come right to the outside, so we just weaved through, and the more we got into the race, the more she started to pick up, and that was dominant in the end. Well done, Regan Bayliss. Uh, we're going to take a break when we come back. The day started well for Ryan and Alexio because they won with Williamsburg and the Dulcify. That's up next. Three-year-olds over a mile, the Dulcify won by Williamsburg. Good win. Ridden patiently, found uh, communists back here and... And, uh, well, he was suited at the weights and he got the job done. You know, this, it's very interesting, these staying type of three-year-olds, you know, getting towards, you know, what have we got, the gloaming and the champion, uh, stakes to come, and you can make cases for a lot of them. You know, I think they're all ticking along well. The money was right for Communists. I thought he did a terrific job there. I'm not giving up on Flag of Honour. I think he's still got more to offer. And I'm not giving up on Conqueror as well. So... I, I still want to see them next time. I don't think there's a dominant three-year-old staying type yet. No, I actually, when, when I first looked at it, I thought Williamsburg, he's going to have to be ridden more forward, but he drew bad. And I thought the other day when he went back from a bad gate, wasn't the right way to ride him, but he, he proved me wrong yesterday, going back where he did and coming down the outside. Stroke of luck was good there. I forgot to mention him. He's an inexperienced horse who, who did run third in that race and burst through late there as well. He's got a good record, Williamsburg, now. He's won a Bailieu, a Fernhill, yep. and now a Dulcify, and he's going to back up, as Gerald says, next week in the gloaming. We sat down in the autumn and mapped out his program for the spring, and we stuck to it so far, and he, at this stage, he'll back up next week in the um, gloaming and then go on to the champion stakes, you know? Yep. He's had two lovely runs leading into today. What about that turn of foot from last on that heavy track too? Yeah, true. You know, when he first straightened, I thought, oh, he's hit a bit of a flat spot. But then the further you come up the straight, the better he built up and um, hit the line good. You know, like I was saying before, everyone's probably got him down as a wet tracker, which 
his form stays he is, but I, I reckon he's run the other day in um, the Ming Dynasty. He was very good on a dry track. He ran good sectionals and he's going good. So no, I'd like to see him get on a genuine dry track and um, in his right race, and I think he'd be just as effective. There was a little bit of pressure there, and that helped us in the end, but we were able to just, just posse up behind and follow J-Mac, and I thought, well, he's the one to beat, given the way it had been ran. And, um, you know, full credit to Gerald and, and Sterling. They've done a good job with him. He's progressed nicely, and he showed a nice little turn of speed there when I needed him. OK, Spring Champion Stakes, $2 million, October 22. Golden Mile is there as the favourite. Uh, with the gloaming next week, Williamsburg will run in both. I'm, we'll have to do a bit of homework on what the Kiwis are doing. I think they're still up in the air uh, when they all come over. But Sharp and Smart is coming to yep. Australia. Yep, that'll be interesting to see if they're on next week or just go straight to the... Uh, well, I think they'll run next week. The uh, big dance will be run on uh, Melbourne Cup Day, the new $2 million race. You qualify out of the Country Cup Series right throughout the state. If you win a race, you're, you're into the field, pending benchmark levels, and, and that's the order of entry. But Hosier, he won the Coffs Harbour Cup, and what a beautiful big dance trial. Lovely. Didn't hurt him at all. Just had a picnic in front. Took him a while to get into his rhythm. He's a strong stayer, and he works through the line well. And that's not, um, you know, marking down Casino Kid. He's also there. Yep, he won the Dubbo Cup, so he's in. He's a ripper horse, and he just never lets his supporters down. So two very live wire chances for to go dancing there. Um... I want to follow a horse here, that had finished well back, uh, Paternal. And I think he showed enough there to say that Chris can find a longer race for him and he can get the money. I think Arnold's just a bit light and might be more of an autumn horse. Dylan Gibbons might get a, a fine for being a public nuisance for going too slow down yeah, there. that's right. right. <laughs> yes. Let's go to Remark now, the last race. I must say, I, when Michael Hawkes came down uh, to do the post-race interview, uh, you'd swear he'd won a Group 1. This is what it meant to the, the, the Hawks stable. To have Remark back, to win first up, but then come back and do it again. Yes, you need to see him do it. And he did it on the wet, and he did it at 1,200. Mm. So there you go. They, we all know that we're tipping him to win a slipper after his trials, but yeah. obviously he's had issues with their throat and whatever, and it's tricky to get them back. So they would take great satisfaction about getting him back, putting two together and can aim at some nice targets with a gelding that they're going to have around for a, a, a long while. Yeah. There's some nice first up runs in that race. You can pick your own. There's four or five of them that um, I thought Cliff's up was great. I thought Steely was great. And yeah. uh, you could go down the page. Yeah. All right. We've got uh, some more to bring you on the other side of this before we wrap up the show. Giga Kick joining in and Buena Noche is the outside. Giga Kick takes the lead, shown the whip, led three quarters of a length. Buena Noche's dual cannonball. So it's Giga Kick finding 50 metres to go. Buena Noche's is going to lunge. Giga Kick on Buena Noche's. It's very, very close, but I think Giga Kick's held it. But Luna Flair, 100 metres to go, takes the lead, comes clear, a length and a quarter. Luna Flair will win. Luna Flair from Francesco Gardi and third in the middle was interpretation from... Did you see Francesco Guardi there flashing home down the outside? That's not the story of Francesco Guardi. Let's go back mid-race and have a look at this. Francesco Guardi, second last in the screen. Well, how far should he have won by? And he's, um, well, there goes your golden Melbourne Cup ticket. Uh, that's because that what he would have got if he would have won that race. Mm. It's, a, yeah. it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, it's, it's isn't it? It's a big effort too, because the horse, he's lucky to stay on his feet. And I, I'd like to see the vet report this morning to see how he's pulled up. Yeah. Um, Ooh. He's got a bit of jarring hurting yeah. somewhere. Yeah. All right, we'll get the vet report on this bloke too. Let's go to France. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is quite incredible. Uh, we're watching the back of the field. We're going to watch this a few times. Many people mightn't have seen this. There's a bad fall, obviously. How did that happen? Well, we're going to show it, slow it down, and we'll, we'll freeze frame it, and we'll zoom in. Watching the back of the field, dark colours, and the elbow come out from one of the world's great riders, Christoph Sumion. We'll tell you his penalty in a moment. Let's zoom right in. Here's Sumion. Rossa Ryan gets catapulted out of the saddle, courtesy of an elbow. Yeah. What do you rude. say about Corey? that, Brian? Oh, it's just rude. It's yeah. wrong. No, it's, yeah, totally. it's totally wrong. You know. it, it's really wrong, to be honest. Dangerous. There was intent. Mm. 
he should have got life. Close to it. Close to it. Mm. He got two months. That's bizarre. What did poor old Mel get for grabbing hold of a leg? Mel Shoemaker in the 1961 derby, Blue Error and Summer Fair and poor old Tommy Hill, all Mel Shoemaker did was grab a bloke's leg. Yeah. And he got <laughs> and life. Pulled, pulled him back a bit. He got life. Mm. He just had his 90th birthday, I think, the other day. Well, did he? Yeah, he's going well. But that, I mean, that, yeah. even if he didn't get life. Two months? No, no, that's, that's so wrong. Yeah. In the 21st century. Yes. And he gets to ride on. Mm. Um, I think, oh, can we show, very elegant, very elegant. Did not get a start in the arc. There she is in the green colours, right of screen. She runs seventh last night in France in another race. She was balloted out of the Arc de Triomphe and she could only manage a seventh there in a Group 1 last night in France. Yeah, look, um, I think they'll be giggling on the side. The French handicappers saying we did the right thing. Mm. But, look, I don't think the tempo of those races in France suited. They, they're all trot and canter yeah. races. So it's, it wasn't... Yeah, anyway, she was disappointing considering her SP profile. Yeah, and uh, William Haggis and um, Tommy Marquan won that, uh, that race. So they just go from strength to strength. Now, did you hang around for the band last night? Because uh, you weren't there by the time I got back from the... <laughs> when Corey and I came back from the front, you'd gone. <laughs> they started to warm up there and they, they, were, they were sort of... Sounded all right, but they were very loud. Very loud. Very loud. For you, so right? you had to leave. I had to get out of that car park. <laughs> Otherwise, it gets congested. Did you stay? Yeah. No, I had a bit of a jiggle when I was did walking you? through it. Nothing major. You had dinner engagements with Beedon. Oh, I did. We had crab um, well, <laughs> there's, there's going to be plenty of entertainment after the last at all of the meetings coming up, including Everest. We haven't got the announcement of who's playing at the Everest yet, I don't believe. Uh, Golden Eagle out at Rose Hill. But that was in the theatre of the horse after the last. Look at the uh, lost and running guys in the blue and, yeah. <laughs> the blue and red um, jackets. So. Queen lives. The Queen lives. Now, this is more my style of music. Is it? it? This is well, more turn, my style. back in my era. Turn it up for Ronnie. <laughs>